0: Hey, and welcome to another episode of One Season Wonders. I'm your co-host Jeff Zuschlag,
1: and I'm your other co-host Mark Zuschlag,
0: and we're going to be taking you into a dive through the murky, murky depths of TV shows long forgotten, and bring you the the crystallized knowledge found within the crown jewels, uh, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes it sound like I'm talking about the balls, which not really. <laughs> That's no, that's see, family jewels. See, oh god, I I'm was, an idiot. That's I was a different slang.
1: We're watching kings. It's a show about kings <laughs> so we're reigning the crowns, but we can, you know, gone sexual. No, I guess you're right. you are right. Family
0: want. jewels. Family jewels means testicles. <laughs> yeah. uh, crown jewels just means crown jewels, and well, I just sort of projected. On, uh,
1: well, we all know what's on our co-host's mind today. <laughs> I'm
0: thinking about balls, and I'll tell you why. Because we're having a ball of a time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect very We did Great. it. We Great. did it. <laughs> did it. Uh, but so, for in case for some reason you're just dropping into this episode, we're covering episode six of the MSNBC one season show Kings, starring Ian McShane as the titular king. Uh, show created by Michael Green, uh, and it's it's getting biblical, y'all. And it's
1: on NBC.com. Just as it's reminder. true. Yeah, you can follow uh, as, along, as a reminder. Watch along.
0: You can, yeah, you can you can follow our progress. I can't guarantee that'll be the case for all the shows we select that you can watch them legally because they are the more forgotten areas of television history. The muck. The muck. The muck yeah. Of uh, but it's good muck. There's some it's good, good minerals in this muck. <laughs> we got We some just got to harvest it. We got I'm just going to fantastic. Every episode I I think it's already I've already been doing it cuz I don't write the shit out ahead of time, but every episode I'm just going to come up with a different metaphor for what we do <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Until oh, I hit one that works. Welcome to
1: uh, One Season Wonders, where we go to asteroids and try and strip any useful material we can <laughs> out of them.
0: Welcome to One Season Wonders, where we make the souffle of TV <laughs> and pick out the, the pieces of hair that are the knowledge that... Oh, God. Oh, this is getting away from me real fast. Damn. Uh, but, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, so, feel free to follow along with us um, on the MSNBC site. But this is episode six, even though it's episode five of our podcast. Right. And this is an episode where a whole lot of nothing kind of happens. I don't know. I wasn't a huge, a huge fan of how this episode played out yeah. overall.
1: They, um, I mean, things are moving. Things are moving. They move. Maybe a little. They move in many different directions. Yeah. And some of you don't move at all. <laughs> yeah. We do, we do learn some things about the character about some of the characters uh, this episode, some revelations, but they're not always clear.
0: Yeah. And this this episode does a decent job of setting up some some uh, balls <laughs> to strike, but not like <laughs> testicle balls like volleyballs, some balls to strike back down later. Um, yeah. But it doesn't it almost feels like and this is, again, me kind of projecting myself onto the um, well, on that, re- onto the creators, but also not really because I don't know if this was intentional. But it almost feels like this episode moves so quickly, so you don't have time to think about the details of what's going on. Because right. if you do, if you like us and are sitting th- and are watching this and looking for little niggling details that go off in weird places, like it is a it is a gold mine for. Like I'm looking at my show notes right now because I take notes as we watch it, and almost every single one of them at- ends with a question mark because I'm like, the
1: <laughs> fuck, like what's <laughs> what really. Uh, I, I think this is another great, epi- great example of an episode where when it tries to do political intrigue, we just we just don't know enough. There's just not yeah. enough context for all this political intrigue.
0: Po- political intrigue that relies on a very specific fictional system that is essentially a big plot contrivance because they just make up rules as they go along. It feels <laughs> like
1: watching. He's the king, the- man. He can do whatever he <laughs> wants, man.
0: It feels like watching the judicial equivalent of Calvin Ball. It's like everyone's just making up rules as, as they go. And it's like, all right. I guess, uh, I welcome guess. to
1: Judgment Day where the rules are made up and the outcome and the law doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly.
0: Sort of oh, my God. Yes. I wish that was the tagline. <laughs> like if That's how he pitched it up top. It's, it's cases from a hat. Like, we're mixing our metaphors here. It's whose line is that it anyway? Who's it's Calvin like, right, Ball. Right, right, it's all these things.
1: It's, it's, it's everything and more. Everything, yeah. All those things and more.
0: Yeah, um, so I guess let's, let's hop into let's the recap. Into the let's let's fucking, get into the nitty gritty. Let's fucking do Let's this. get into the yeah. Let's get into that muck, <laughs> slash asteroid, slash souffle. Slash let's find this.
1: Whatever else you guys can think of. <laughs> yeah, write in. Let us know your
0: favorite, your metaphors for our dumb podcast. Uh, anyway, so uh, we mentioned it, but the sort of central framing device for this episode and kind of what we open on is um, that it's Judgment Day, and not nice. like apocalypse judgment day it's a very specific kind it's, of i guess blood everywhere <laughs> Blood. the horsemen are here they're mad it's, they're dragons Whoa. with multiple heads seas overflowing the antichrist is here um it's it's when i would said it gets that it's biblic-
1: biblical it gets revelations biblical hella it goes, hella biblical it goes from I the old say. testament to the <laughs> tail end of the new testament which gets yeah they skip some books they skip the forgiving and the dying for our sins part, and just skip straight to the to the apocalypse.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's the most exciting. It's the part everyone remembers. <laughs> Jesus, uh, who's that? Yeah, everyone loves the third act, man. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, but no. So, so the judgment Judgment Day in this show's context is, I guess, a sort of holiday slash quirk in the legal system, where on one specific day, and this does unlike a lot of. Episodes where we're kind of like piecing together the timeline for details. This episode literally takes place on one day. Okay, which no. again, no, no,
1: no. It's not true because apparently they had cases on the second day. Judgment day was oh. two days. They had okay. it actually takes place over three days. Three days. I'm keeping track of this shit. Cause this, I'm wrong. Yeah. This is this is my job within the podcast. <laughs> it's to decide how long. Each episode, like, length of time the episode yeah. takes because it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Actually, guys, we're, right? we're hiring any interns who can just sit on the side and keep track right, of the right. position time of the sun and the hours that pass by. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll no.
0: call you we'll, we'll call you Time Masters. It'll look good on your resume. You can say you were a time, time Master at One Season Wonders for a summer. It doesn't that's pay, pretty, but, hey, you know. That's,
1: that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so on the first day, they choose the applicants. And the second day, Mm -hmm. they go over some of the cases, but on the third day, they had the case of the doctor of the drunk driving, the drunk driving doctor. Yes, remember, and and actually also the healthcare case. Right. So apparently, apparently, this takes place over three days, choosing that sounds right. but you're right. uh, uh, You're right that um, they pick. It seemed like ten cases. Just 10 cases, but then there are like more than 10. I don't I don't know. It was- yeah.
0: I mean, you're right. Like, the king does eat multiple meals, which is another kind of roving subplot that I don't think we're going to get into because just so much fucking happens in this episode. <laughs> there are no but omelets. Like, this
1: episode is the important part. No omelets. There are no omelets, but no there are a lot omelets. of biscuits. There's a lot of biscuits.
0: Which I guess, when was the Atkins diet really popular? Because, like, carbs, oh, the king's carb intake is a big this time? deal. That's a yeah. good question, actually. Like mid-2000s? Like, <sighs> yeah. I guess late-2000s? Yeah, I think so.
1: I I feel like it was mid-2000s because, like, I wasn't that old, but I was old enough to be like, this isn't, this is a strange phenomenon <laughs> that's happening. It was,
0: it was good enough to rope in our dad, eventually. <laughs> that's true,
1: yes. Once yes. once
0: it got to the Men's Health magazine, and was like, <laughs> eat steak. Um But yeah, so anyway, that's a roving subplot. But yeah, so the the structure of Judgment Day is a little little unclear how things are spaced out. But the essential point of it is that the king selects 10 cases or 11 uh, that he he personally will oversee as the divine judge, literally because he's, you know, crowned by God and whatnot. Um, And people treat this like a big deal. Like everyone is cheering and clapping, it's like a spectator sport. Like there's crowds just watching the action. Um, And when he was selecting the courses, which is done through this big ceremony where everyone like tears envelopes. Uh, I guess everyone's holding envelopes. They have
1: like tickets, I guess. Yeah, tickets tickets with their cases. It's a lottery. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And when he announces them, I was like, "How funny would it be if these cases were all just stupid bullshit?" And they fucking are. They're all stupid
1: bullshit. (laughs) We'll get to that in more detail, but fucking hell <laughs> Alright, um Okay, maybe maybe we'll have the con- we'll, we'll have this conversation Later, but I do want to point out And this might be one of our first You know, big disagreements on the show Is I actually really oh. like this concept Of Judgment Day okay. And it just All being right. stupid bullshit we can, we can argue about it later, but I do want to To leave you in suspense, okay. well, to build okay. the tension I do All like right. the well, idea, I don't think it's executed that well But I like the idea like okay, idea.
0: we'll, we'll, we'll have our, we'll have our own judgment day. <laughs> brother versus brother here. Later down the but line. Two co-hosts
1: go in and one co-host yeah. come, one <laughs> host, one host
0: comes out. No, oh shit, you're right. It's only one now. Uh, Hello, but the so, two
1: season one. is a same <laughs> show by me. You're one and only host. No, anyway, oh, God.
0: Sorry, sorry. Tragic, tragic. Um, so uh, really quickly, I want to know as an aside. After all, after the announcement, we get our, our favorite sweet angel boys, uh, exactly. the two the two doormen who, as far as I can tell, are in their own little sitcom universe <laughs> that just occasionally collides with our heavy handed drama because <laughs> they're just like sweeping envelopes. Again, they have every job in the castle, like their bodyguards, their liaisons, their uh, pigeon destroyers, their janitors. They have like every job and no job. They and have, I'm not even sure they're employees.
1: They have, speaking of resumes before, they have good freaking resumes. man. Oh, hell yeah. They've Hell yeah. Ki- almost killed pigeons. They <laughs> s- they talk about uh, the, what's going to be for dinner. <laughs> they sweet yeah, yeah. shit. They, do, they got, it, yeah, they they kind got of, a good man.
0: They kind of have... I do think it does feel like they're kind of used as a standard for the common man because they have this very like... Uh, taking the temperature of the people kind of conversation where i like, I hate Judgment Day. It's sad all these cases don't get right, seen. Right, right, right. The other guy's like, I love Judgment Day. It means that there are cases that are going to be seen. And it's kind of like, oh, glass half empty, half full kind of thing. It's like right, a on, couple no. <laughs> yeah. It's a couple jokes short of an Abbott and Costello routine. But uh, also there's the continuing subplot of that one of them has the Hots of the King's assistant who, fuck, I forgot her name. Um, it's like Rachelina or something. Uh Cena? And, uh, oh yeah, it's something like that. Here, hang on, I've got the ooh. notes from the previous episode. Here, we're gonna need it too because there's another character whose name I forget because it's only mentioned once. Um, da, da, da. Oh, this is terrible. This some is
1: terrible old Roman sounding name, Thomasina. Thomasina, Thomasina. Thomasina. That was it. That
0: was it. Okay. Um, so one of them loves Thomasina, and yeah, uh, he still hasn't told her. I don't know why they have, I Like, like to, honestly, to
1: go nowhere. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I don't need it. I don't need it. I like these guys
0: anyway. Like, I just want to see more of them. I don't care about because she's not going to say yes. Like, no offense, but she. (laughs) It's a show. I mean, maybe the show
1: can do whatever the hell it wants, as we've seen. Characters don't need to be consistent, so that's true. That's true.
0: But I guess I'm not rooting for it. Like, he doesn't seem like he really like. He says he loves her, but she's just kind of like a cold functionary. Like, she just goes where she's told and delivers information. And he's a whimsical <laughs> angel slash janitor, so it's like I don't think it would work out. They weren't really Obst- meant for Obst- each other. Attracts
1: all the time, man.
0: You know what? You're right.
1: <laughs> I it, speaking of our own Abbott and Costello routine. I choose to believe in hope, Jeff.
0: <laughs> oh, this is the episode we're going to disagree with the most. Yeah, shit. Yeah. This that's literally
1: um, the title of the episode. The one where yeah. we fight and become bitter enemies forever. Yeah.
0: So this is, uh, we, we, we established that, um, judgment day is happening and sort of the parallel, we sort of get different people's viewpoints and they're sort of, uh, 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 dogs in this fight, uh, this framing device I'm mixing my metaphors horribly. Uh, but so the, the main one is that, uh, golden boy, David, our hero, um, our sweet, sweet soon to be King, his brother, the treasonous dude who tried to, Tried to start a rebellion with five dudes and a shipping crate full of assault rifles, which didn't work out so hot. Uh, I'm pretty he, sure they had
1: more guns than people. So. <laughs> That's they're true. Not yeah, the yeah they're really plan, not the best laid like, plans.
0: Great at stealing guns, not so good at finding people to use them. <laughs> it's a real cart before the horse kind of situation. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he, the brother, is being put on trial for treason because. He totally did. He did a treason.
1: (laughs) I I don't know why everyone is so surprised that when you hold a princess hostage, you're charged with treason. I don't know what the expected outcome of such a trial would be.
0: In front of like the whole nation. Like everybody saw it. television
1: cameras everywhere. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like it's a hard thing to cover up anyway. But so he's being tried for treason and David really wants his case because David knows his brother's doomed. The court's going to throw the book at him. So he really wants his brother's case to be brought before the king because David thinks he still has poll with the king. The problem is that the princess, David's love interest... Uh, shit, what's her name again? I want to say it's Thomasina? <laughs> Thomasina. We're terrible <laughs> at names because in my head they all have like my own names. So yes, you got Princess, yes. Golden Boy, yeah. Prince call Princess. So that's princess, she, princess. That's what she the is. The Princess. She has transformed, I guess, her health care bill into a court case. It has somehow which,
1: become a... I guess... No, it doesn't make sense. Never mind. I'm not going to justify it. Anyway. <laughs> no.
0: I mean, I don't know what their current healthcare system is, so, like, maybe it works. But it's it's a vehicle. Again, it's like, they're making up rules. The contrivance is that this puts her need directly in conflict with David. Right. Because he wants, there's, like, a slot open, and she, in Judgment Day, and she wants her healthcare bill to be the case. David wants his brother to be the case. Right.
1: And adding to this sort of contrived rules, I guess, the... People who control who gets to see the king is the bureau of information. Who I guess the prince controls with the random model lady who bought the position that we. Katrina Grant. I, Katrina. I did look up her name. Katrina, Katrina Grant is her name. Katrina Grant. Name. All right. So Katrina Grant. That, that's sort of the other triangle of this yeah. drama that's going to unfold. Another vector. Another vector, and it's sort of again, it's sort of another made-up like rule where it's like. I guess we need tension, so all right. Yeah, we'll roll with it.
0: Yeah, I did kind of like that. Uh, again, this is a thing where, like, this is an interesting dynamic that they're setting up. They don't really capitalize it on this episode. I'm hoping they do in the future, which is that the the Katrina Grant is given a position on the council as the minister of information or ministress? Is it gendered? I don't know. As the, as the leader of information, essentially, yeah. and she uh has all the legal power like she calls the shots it's her, her 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 finger that pulls the trigger but the prince is kind of the de facto seat of power because yeah. he is the one who has the know-how she literally just wanted the title only she just wanted the she's she's a wealthy heiress who's a model who her her husband died so now she's just kind of a rich lady with no royalty so I guess she wanted that right. but she is sort of the vehicle through which she expresses the power which they're like little hints early on that like maybe they don't always see eye to eye. Like she's she goes along with the prince's whims, but she's not like totally disinterested in what's going on. Like right. she she is like learning and processing. So like that's an interesting dynamic to have in a political thriller. It's a classic one, but like there's somebody who has the actual power and someone who has sort of the de facto power. And it's like you know which has real sway—is it laws? Yeah. Is it leverage? Like there's there's an interesting dynamic to play something out there. there. Fucking
1: doesn't happen this episode, but it's interesting. <laughs>
0: I guess. Potentially. That's,
1: that's sort of the summary of the show, right? And the set <laughs> is really interesting thing. If only they did something with it.
0: <laughs> it really is, actually. I think he hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. So about, so everyone the the three parties are kind of vying in. The prince's the prince's goal in this is he kinda of wants to sow chaos. Uh yes. he, he wants to ruin David for a reason we'll get into in a later scene. But he's always kinda of had it out for David. And he seizes an opportunity to sort of fuck with his sister and with David simultaneously because they're both fighting over a thing that he has sort of strings tied into. Um, But so we get our first court case and it's fucking pig rights or some stupid shit.
1: Dude, you are not um, empathizing with the proletariat and i don't know how i feel about that
0: <laughs> i'm showing my bourgeois no, colors showing right your now
1: you're west coast bourgeois it's look at you, really sitting in your la apartment eating food yeah. that other people do. probably <laughs> eating a pig somewhere along the line i had a
0: hawaiian pizza so totally <laughs> i really did uh but okay so can we get into this can we get into the fucking judgment day? all right you know what right it's going it's going down right now all right so (laughs) so the idea okay so the idea of like a day when the king can kind of be a wild card in the legal proceedings is an interesting one Mm -hmm. um but what doesn't make sense to me what i don't like and maybe we actually agree because you mentioned in like the execution is the level of hype versus the level of what actually goes down is like totally disproportionate because Everyone is fucking so excited for these trials. And, like, I really want it to be, like, the king is going to hear the most important cases and he's going to, like, solve shit. And, like, because, like, it's the king's word. Like, this shit is, like, the Supreme Court only even more because apparently with the healthcare thing, he can just swear laws in if they're phrased in a manner that mimics a court case. So, like, this is a big fucking political deal. You would think that, like, like, this is, like, the magic bullet of politics. Like, you would think that everyone would have, like, a hand in it People would be trying to bribe him, influence him. Like, that that shit would, like, be way more high stakes. And then the first case he hears is a single pig, one fucking pig, was, like, on one other dude's land. And, like, that is enough to, like, bring, like, not even, like, rights or, like, something more abstract that could have, like, precedence later on. It's, like, one dude's pig was in another dude's yard, and the king is, like, taking his sweet-ass time with it. He calls for the pig like, wastes everybody's time, and, like, the crowd is loving it. Like, everyone is fucking okay. psyched about okay. this pig case.
1: So, once again, I really agree with you. Some parts of the execution are sort of strange. Like, the crowd being very into it this whole time is a little strange. I, okay, I actually love the fact that he's dealing with cases that are kind of bullshit and stupid. <laughs> because, once again, it fits into like, the old fairy tale thing of, like, the guy comes to the king and he's like, please, sir, like, my cattle were killed in the storm last week and now I have no cattle and the king is like, oh, well, here's some cattle for you, good sir. Right. And, like, it's, I feel like it actually being about this stupid bullshit makes the crowd being hyped about it more sense in a way. Because, like, this is the one time that, like, any common person in the country can get a chance to talk to the king directly and state their case. And so, like, it being stupid bullshit feeds into this sort of, like, the king actually genuinely cares about people. Even this stupid bullshit, like one pig, the king will hear your case and will pass judgment. So, like, I mean, they do do... Apparently he also oversees some more important things, like the healthcare thing that is somehow a court case... Or whatnot. Um, So, like, that can be seen as, like, a bigger celebration. And you got to start off small and work your way out. You got to build up the attention (laughs) of the event. But, like, (laughs) I actually... It's kind of stupid in a sense that it doesn't establish... It doesn't clearly establish the rules of how this works. That's my biggest problem with it. Yeah. You're not given enough... You're just not given enough to understand how this is going to work and why people are so excited about it. But I'm okay with the basic premise of, like, the king for a couple days, sits down, and hears all this stupid shit that people are bitching about because it's, like, the one or two days where, like, people can directly... Because they're not in a democracy, you know? Like, we're in a democracy. We can, like, send letters to our representatives or whatever, theoretically. And now we're going to argue about, you know, money and politics and all that shit. But anyway, in a true monarchy, this is their one recourse for what they might see as, like, fairness and justice with the king, to the king directly. So I could see that as being a very exciting thing. And they okay. need that bullshit. They need the bullshit to drive that point home.
0: You make, you make, a, I, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint our viewers who are hoping for more fireworks, <laughs> but you make, you make a compelling case. I guess I still am not entirely convinced because, so like, I like that version of the event, yeah. but considering how much corruption and like fucking backstabbing and scheming and like, sort of what we would consider like modern day politics have already been shown on the show to exist. Yeah. Like this feels incongruous to that. Yeah. You mentioned while we were watching the episode, like if this episode took place in a vacuum, it'd be almost better because I, like, yes, it I like totally contradicts so. a lot of what we've seen in the past. Like
1: I, yes. and if this and were, I think w- it, if this were a one-off episode, I would really, I really would have enjoyed it like f- thoroughly because all of the, like all, like as you were saying before too, about this sort of classic political, uh, the person has the real power, and the person has the power, quote unquote, and that dynamic. Like that's such an interesting dynamic, and they set it up, but not only do they not do anything with it, but it also doesn't really make sense because we just we learn things about the characters in previous episodes that are then not even like yeah. apparent in this episode. So it's yeah. like if this were just. If it was like "Welcome to Kings," the show is a forty-minute episode about this one <laughs> king uh, passing judgment day on stupid bullshit. I'd be like, "Yeah, this shit's great. They should make it. They should make this a full series."
0: That's really good. But alas, uh, yeah. So uh, I guess agree to disagree. Like I see your point, and I think there is a version of this that would be better. I, I like all I could think about was like, how is the corporate sleeves bag not pulling the strings yeah, on this like okay. how is everyone's hand not in this process like is this really are we to believe that an administration that is ridiculously corrupt and like where the economy swings happen in days because people could just pull out like money from the treasury whenever they fucking feel like it <laughs> like are we to believe that this one process is still pure somehow like i don't know maybe that's still cynical of me but like yeah, dude. i don't I, know
1: i think that's your own i'm an off once again i believe in hope jeff yeah okay
0: fair 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 enough <laughs> Uh, One other case that does get brought up briefly is uh, Reverend Samuel, who this is another case of like, uh, I mean, I love more Reverend Samuel, but this is kind of a dumb case where the, the 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 there's this plaintiff i guess who's like he embezzled from the church and Samuel's like it was a forgery and the king's like isn't it possible you signed the agreement without reading it and samuel's like i guess and the king's like that's probably what happened you're innocent yeah. I'm, I'm i'm putting you plaintiff in prison <laughs> okay, for reason, right, which, so is, fuck, for, for which is fucked or for embezzlement i said
1: that uh, this was about hope i <laughs> nope there's still corruption and nepotism still, i was wrong yeah. <laughs> never yeah. mind
0: which I guess it's true. Like, I genuinely, like, this is such a weird, bizarre case where it the king's is. like, yeah. why I, didn't Samuel just say, I didn't read it? Like, is I, he being honest or it's, lying?
1: It's so, like, it's just such another, it's such a small interaction that, again, just breaks everything that we've learned about Samuel before. Yeah. Like, I guess they're supposed to make it show, like, you know, he can make mistakes or, like, supposed to show, you know, the king scratches his back and they want to, like, kiss and make up, basically. But yeah. it's such, it's just so weak. Like, yeah, it really is. is uh, like, Samuel is so cool and so nebulous and mysterious, and the only time when we see him this episode, it's because he's accidentally supposedly signed, like, a check. Like, that's...
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't... That's,
1: that's it. That's all we get. I don't know. I just blue-balled a little bit. ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with Samuel this time, and just sort yeah. of, like, it's just another, like, this whole episode, even the small interactions were just so... And not in character.
0: Yeah. I mean, at least we get more Reverend Samuel and he and yeah. uh, the king and Ian McShane. Those two That's true. actors are pretty decent. It,
1: yeah, it gives us hope for yeah. future episodes, future
0: episodes. um so, so David continues his kind of crusade to get... Um, the, the prince is sort of feeding information into David's ear and pretending to be his ally but secretly pulling the strings. He's like, hey, I uh, I hear that they're going to give your brother the death penalty now. That sucks, boy, huh? I guess you better like talk with my sister. Um, so he and the princess, David and the princess have kind of multiple, uh, uh, uh conversations where they're both kind of vying for their own different case and, and David's arguing that he needs to save his brother and yada, yada, yada. And I just like the whole time I was, cause she's like swayed. Like, she's, like, starting to feel bad for his brother, and I guess she still has the hots for David, so she's, like, going along with it, and I feel so much for her poor assistant, not his assistant, he's the other rich dude that she, like, briefly, yeah, yeah, partner, she, like, kind of courted him, and then revealed that she was just interested in healthcare, and, like, a bro, he's, like, totally, yeah, let's fix healthcare, (laughs) like, wow, that's a great idea, (laughs) yeah, I just came here to, like, uh, uh, try to sleep with you, but, like, hey, if you want to, like, give sick people medicine, like, let's do it, and, like, dude, Stand up Stand up guy <laughs> And he's just getting Fucked over Because he keeps Coming to her like This is gonna be great We're gonna get Healthcare for all And she's like Oh but my boyfriend's Brother who pointed A gun on my head Last episode I mean technically David's brother Quote unquote Saved her But still like he, His his group his, Took her hostage yeah, yeah I mean And she's like mm, I don't know Like I, I said I cared About the poor children And their health But like <laughs> mm, My boyfriend's brother uh, I don't know And this dude is like The like, fuck <laughs> Yeah. And again, this is like what you were saying, contradicting all the character we've been told. Like, why would she give a fuck about David's brother?
1: This is he is actually the one character in the entire episode who stays consistent. Yes. David's brother and is the David's, rock. Yes. Yes. David's brother and this, I guess, two characters. David's brother and this one fucking guy who's like, dude, i was trying to help you yeah. get this healthcare reform passed the fuck are you doing those two are the only consistent characters in this entire episode basically even yeah even golden boy david is all over the place
0: he's all over the fucking map it's insane it, uh
1: we gotta save we gotta save this <laughs> we gotta we'll build our case first I guess. yeah we'll, we'll
0: build, build our case first. we'll push through but anyway so she's having a crisis of conscience which is stupid uh <laughs> Because, again, I <laughs> joked at the beginning of this series that, like, these characters are just motivated by their libido, but it genuinely seems like that. Because, like, fucking... like. Okay, if in real life fucking Mitch McConnell came clean and he's like, hey, the reason I'm trying to take away healthcare from people is because I just really have the hots for like Paul Ryan and I want him to love me, <laughs>
1: like we'd be so fucking
0: pissed. We'd be no, like, dude, are you shitting me? dude, are you me? kidding?
1: Dude, that would make so much more sense. Because at this point, I'm like, Mitch McConnell wants to reform healthcare because he genuinely hates poor people and thinks they don't deserve healthcare. But if okay, was like, I guess that's if true. If it was like Mitch McConnell wants to reform healthcare because... Paul Ryan and him want to make sweet, sweet love. And this is a way to court Paul Ryan. I'd be like that. I can understand that. Okay. You're right. I that was a bad example. I too would fuck the poor. I are <laughs> really infatuated. So I can, that's a very human emotion, you know? Okay. That's you're right. Bad example. Understand. Bad, <laughs> bad of my example. my point
0: My point still stands that like, this is like, if, if like a poor person overheard this discussion, they'd be so pissed. They'd be like, I guess my kid's dead. <laughs> Cause you want to get like some uh, David Dick in you, but whatever. And she yeah. can't even get David. What? It's not. Whatever. It's not good. It's, oh, it's very frustrating. Uh, so uh, a small side plot they sta- they they sort of tread lightly on is um, fucking Mac- Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> Home Alone. He just the shows boy himself up. fucking shows up in the middle of the episode, uh, because okay, so they mentioned like somebody was coming out of exile, and legit, I took a moment to be like, wait, which secret family member is coming out of exile? Because we have so fucking many. <laughs> Uh, and the but answer it's corporate...
1: was uh, the guy from Home Alone. Yeah, and
0: and the, he's he's Corporate Sleazebag's um, son. Uh, s- no, brother, I think. Brother? I think so.
1: Wait, no, 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 what? No, 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 because um, he mentions that the queen is his aunt.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah, because I guess it'd be sister-in-law. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I guess his son. He brings right. his son out of exile. I, if
1: it was his brother, that'd be... The age difference is too too much. That's true. They that's are true. a great father son pair, though. The they really casting are. Casting is excellent. They yeah. look both totally like sleazy rich father yeah. son. It's yeah. great. It's perfect. they they do,
0: and 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 Macaulay Culkin does a good job playing kind of a. Uh, there's some interesting tension of like what was the exiled for? Because he comes off as kind of a weirdo. Right.
1: Uh, I I would like to point out my prediction because uh, there's one scene where. Uh, the sleazy corporate guy is looking for him in the house, and the house is essentially empty. And he finds a high heel shoe in like yeah. a, in like his room. And my prediction is that he's some kind of crossdresser or something. And I don't know if that's what led to the XL. but That's going to be like his like secret family. Yeah, and twist, I'm kind of I guess
0: I'm kind of disappointed in that. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm all right with Macaulay Culkin being a, a sympathetic character. And like, there's some precedent that the king already hates his son for being gay. So like, right. non-heteronormative characters do kind of have it rough in this universe. But man, I do not trust this show to handle gender queer politics in like, <laughs> an even, And even that's though. Like, I'm I, maybe the creators. I don't know enough about Michael Green to say whether yeah. or not he has like, or the writers' room to say they have enough experience with this to like meaningfully weigh in on it. But like, the way this show, whatever production was putting the show in the motion already has all t- hard time dealing with its own like, uh, 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 rules and its own just, quote unquote, like, uh, uh, world, s- I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like for them to try to bring in this, I don't know, bring in this other stuff. It seems like a little beyond them for something with this much nuance and this much like tread lightly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I kind of wish he was just cut. Also, it's just more interesting to me if there's, like, this psychopath who, like, you have to keep around for political reasons. But he could just, like, just do anything because he's an insane yeah. person.
1: I, like, it does definitely feel like it sort of falls under. <laughs> they are like, well, uh, this, and like, the son, Andrew is his name, uh, can't have a secret family somewhere. Because he's done that like 50 times now. Yeah, and also, that's like, true. He's, a young, he's like a teenager, I think. He's a young guy. He's a pretty young guy. He's so. younger, yeah. Younger-ish. So we got to give him some other secret. What if he was a, uh, insert, whatever non-binary gender construct yeah. we have for him. Uh, and so, yeah, I agree with you um, that, you know, it's difficult to do yeah say and this yeah yeah, the show hasn't been that consistent but if it's done well it'd be really cool like it'd be really interesting to see uh, in like within the context of this i find it i feel once again i just feel like the show was just a little bit before its times almost not only in not only in like the social stuff but also just in like the tv production and like what they were going for and if that they had released this you know, nowadays it like really could have taken off. And if they, and if they're able to deal with both the print deal more, wrestle more with the princes, you know, gay lovers and yeah. his sexuality and this new characters, however he feels about gender. Like it just be, I guess it just make it more of a shame <laughs> that this series ended, even if the series, isn't yeah. good, if they able to address these in like a very, in a sort of mature way, yeah. I just feel like, ah, oh, they're close. They're so close. They did. Yeah,
0: good. they did some good. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll. Unfortunately, never know. As is. As Once is the again, case the
1: cynicism, optimism, uh, <laughs> the
0: dynamic, the divide. Yeah, the divide. It's here. Um. But yeah. So. Uh, oh, there's um, a, a line briefly. We keep cutting back to kind of the court case with David and his brother, and David's trying really hard to save his brother's life, and it's like I'm trying to pull some strings, but David's brother is not hearing it. Uh, as we said, he's the most consistent because his basic philosophy is: Look, uh, God gave us these lands. The king tried to give away these lands. Uh, therefore, the king is not God's appointed anymore. Therefore, I'm doing God's work. Therefore, I'd rather die for my God than pretend that I've, I'm remorseful and right. plead guilty. Then also, apparently, you, apparently you can change your plea in the middle of a trial, which is an <laughs> interesting, again, quirky which, legal case. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well. <laughs> how do you plead? not guilty then you'll be executed no wait just kidding yeah wait just kidding. <laughs> I my mind. wait guys huh,
0: huh. oh well got you there gotcha just testing you just testing you oh oh we have fun in the court kidding uh, Just kidding just, uh but yeah so he says i'm not gonna change my plea i'm gonna die for what i believe in and david's right pissed by this but david also lets loose the line that i think is very telling and interesting and also again is kind of this like well this kind of invalidates or super complicates some earlier stuff we've seen. David says he doesn't, he's not sure if there's a God, like he's not sure if he believes in God, which right. is like, my dude, if anyone should believe in God, it's you, Mr. Literally crowned by butterflies, walk across a battlefield, <laughs> like David and Goliath but, shit. Like what?
1: Okay. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right. The, uh, this is one of the, this is sort of like the first point where we're like, what, what are you doing, David? Like <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? And this happens like multiple times in the episode. But once again, if this were just a single episode, that's a great dynamic. You have yeah, it's interesting. A Golden Boy here, who's for like the government institutions or whatever rule of law, however you want to put it. And he's like, "Look, you're gonna die, like, fuck God or whatever. Like, I just <laughs> want to save your life." And this guy is like, "I'm gonna die for what I believe in in God." That's a classic, you know, brotherly yeah conflict. Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, like that, like that conversation by itself. I was like ah This shit's great. I love it, but it doesn't make any sense. But I love this. Is yeah,
0: great. yeah. No, it's 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 too bad that that directly goes against a lot <laughs> of what we've seen in the past. Like we've never seen David pray, but like it feels strange to me that like also like his whole family is super godly. So how the hell right. is David not yeah. also?
1: He was saved by pigeons. Uh, from yeah. a certain death.
0: He has been divine interventioned, which is a verb I just made up so many <laughs> times.
1: Also with also with Samuel too. This the freaking prophet guy that he meets yeah. and it's all like, Oh, well you seem like a good boy, David. You seem like yeah. a, a holy fellow, David. And David's like, I don't believe in God.
0: <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like I, I don't understand. All right, yeah. I guess cause you're they just right, want conflict. Right. Uh, but-, but the, the princess and the prince finally kind of have a confrontation with the princess. The princess does this thing where this really does feel like the writers just either didn't have time or they just want to cut to the chase or they just didn't have the energy to have her slowly uncover prin- the prince's plot because she literally this is how the scene literally plays out she's like but why she's like ah, I can't believe that all this is, is that David's trying to take this court case slot away from me and she just stares at the prince for a second and then is like oh you're trying to get David and me to butt heads so that David ends up having to sacrifice something and you ruin both our relationship and David's chance of getting the crown that's crazy and it's like whoa Sherlock Holmes in the fucking building what <laughs> Like she just puts the crumbs on your shirt
1: so that you've been eating (laughs) cookies lately. And we all know that you're a mama's boy because you like cookies and mom hates him. So therefore, (laughs) seriously, like that's, it's what it is. (laughs) It is. It is. You're absolutely right. Uh, You know, it's weird. While I was watching the scene, the one thing I thought though was, wow, this is the best exposition dump they've ever done in this entire show. (laughs) Basically, like, yeah. this is the least stilted um, uh, watch this, boys, because this is what your dad died for. Yeah, yeah. Like, sort of exposition ever done. Because they do... Um, like, the prince mentions that apparently... I, I'm not so sure if this is supposed to be a twist or whatever. I'm going to take it as a twist because I didn't expect this. But the princess is actually a little bit older than the prince. Yes. So all of, like, the prince's... Like insecurities come from the fact that he could lose the crown, right? Due to this, which is that's great. That gives his character a lot more grounding in a way. Yeah, it kind of. I makes- kind of wish.
0: I, I don't know if we were supposed to infer that earlier, but throughout this episode and kind of the last episode, I mean, people can. Listen to it. We were kind of like, okay, does he just want to corrupt David? Does he hate David? Does he want yeah. David dead? Like we weren't really sure what he wanted. He like he kind of had a, a frenemy relationship with David. But we weren't sure what it was. But okay, he sees David as a political rival. Great. We finally get like what he's trying to drive at here. Right. Because, and again, I feel like this, like, if he just wanted to remove David from court, like, there are so many easier ways of, like, fucking with David to make that happen. Yeah. Like, tricking him into kissing a woman in the tabloids is, like, not the way you, like, invalidate his inheritance. Yeah. It's, it, it feels a little, again, in Congress with, like, if we knew from the beginning that the prince wants the crown and David's standing in the way of the crown cool then we like get this interesting tension where he can try to be buddy buddy with david but we know the real reason but throughout most of this episode until this point i was like okay is he actually on david's side he's being kind of sleazy so no but yes but i don't know what he wants
1: i thought it was kind of more interesting too, having him kind of be on david's side and him kind of wrestling with like i just want to be with one of the bros but also i have this political intrigue going on but yeah i mean the other problem is like this could totally change in the next episode. That's this true. That's the real. Uh, that's sort of the real problem with it. It's it's like we understand what the prince's like goals and motivations are now, but
0: yeah. Just episode? wait, guys.
1: <laughs> Question mark. Uh,
0: so, really quick interlude. That is also the only reason I'm touching on it, even though not much plot happens. Is that this is another example of a dynamic being set up that's interesting, and then they. Don't do anything really with it right now. Which is that King Silas shows up at the um, the Mad King's prison, uh, his sort of prisoner who, uh, if you if you've forgotten, went crazy, killed a bunch of people in his kingdom, and so the King Silas took over the Mad King's kingdom, supposedly killed him, actually just put him in a hole in the ground, and just kind of periodically shows up to fuck with him. And right. so King Silas does that, and the Mad King kind of like lets a line slip that is like, it's. Uh, it's a more poetic way of saying like we're not so different you and I but essentially like King Silas is getting restless and that reminds the Mad King of himself and King Silas kind of uh, understands that um the actual dialogue lines don't make sense because the Mad King hypothesizes that the King Silas is bored and that's why he's showing up King Silas has a lot of shit going on right now so I don't know why that would be the case yeah (laughs) exactly I thought you had like (laughs) pigs or Actually, whatever He have to go to the bathroom
1: yeah <laughs> drives off to a secret prison in the middle of like this big day of judging people's grievances
0: yeah he doesn't seem that bored honestly he seems like he got a lot going on but i do like the idea of like there's this mad king that the king keeps around to sort of uh, ostensibly to just uh toy with because it's sort of him gloating and someone he has absolute power over but also there is like a seduction aspect or like that there's The Mad King is completely at at peace with his whims and with his id, essentially, and is totally fine with just being a power crazed lunatic. And King Silas has that in him, and he's trying not to acknowledge he has that in him. But like,
1: it's Batman and Joker. It it really
0: is kind of yeah, actually, when you put it that way, yeah. That like King Silas sees that in himself, and he's kind of drawn to it. That's a cool dynamic. Doesn't really carry out in this one. Um, We just kind of yeah, (laughs) a nice overture. So, then back to Judgment Day, uh, we have... Okay, here's another case of, like... Okay, so this is another thing where, like, okay, plot contrivance-wise, it creates a, quote-unquote, interesting dynamic. When you start to pick apart how the hell this happened, it makes no goddamn sense, which is that the doctor, who previously treated the king's bastard son, shows up on Judgment Day, I guess by chance. He
1: just shows up. He just shows up. (laughs) Uh, Also, you think, like... I, once again, this is sort of like, the the ex. even though I like the idea of Judgment Day, the execution is really poor. You think somebody would be like, here are the people, the, here are the cases we're going to review, King. What do you think? Oh, wow, this is the doctor that treated my son. I wonder if he's going to pull some shit <laughs> of, involving <laughs> that. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Bring him on up. Yeah. What's the worst he could possibly do? What's the worst, yeah. worst he could possibly happen? I, yeah,
0: it's like okay i don't yeah i don't know how this happened if it's chance it's a hell of a roll of the dice if it's not either someone hates the king or the king doesn't bother i guess it's possible the king doesn't bother screening shit but like i don't know it, it, it so he shows up the doctor shows up yeah yeah. and he's like hey i uh i hit a person in my car and killed him but i'm a pretty cool doctor and i know i saved your son wink wink in front of all these people your secret son and I think you should let me hang out. Which also, like, if you intimate to the king that, like, hey, I've got a lot of dirt on you. Don't you want me walking free? It's like, no, man, the king's probably going to throw you in a jail cell so yeah. you never talk. Yeah. But the king doesn't do that. Well, he does, but eventually for different reasons. But also, the doctor's star witness is the king's is the king's bastard son's mother. The king's Drama mistress. bomb. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, what what is she doing here? Like, <laughs> literally... Does she want – the like, she seems to show up just to fuck with the king, but, like, what is she hoping will happen? Does she actually care if the doctor will get off free? Because, like, she doesn't know him.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I I, I guess he saved her son, but she seems to be there just to, like, make the king slightly embarrassed, but, like, King Salas isn't going to say shit. He's just going to condemn the doctor and move on. Yeah. And she seems surprised at that. Like, well, no shit, lady. What did you think was going to happen? I
1: think – I feel like the – I feel like both the show and, like, within the story, within the world, it's supposed to be, like, she shows up to be, like, don't you remember me, King? Like, uh, what the hell? Why Why you gotta leave me hanging? But, like, one, not a good way to do it. <laughs> two, two. even in the case, like, to the viewers, if the show is, like, by the way, I remember this lady? She's still around. It's, like, the least making sense they can yeah. ever do to reintroduce this character. Yeah. Where it's just, like, randomly, for whatever fucking reason, this doctor shows up and brings the king's, like, concubine? Uh, like
0: Yeah, mistress.
1: Mistress. His, uh, yeah. Along, and uh, the mistress is just... I don't know. Yeah, there. I didn't know...
0: <laughs> I didn't know, like, how could this scene have possibly gone? Like, if the king had forgiven the doctor, would that mean that he's going to spend more time with the son like what does this mean
1: they i think okay also i think they wanted to establish tension where it's like oh the king didn't forgive this doctor he's definitely not going to forgive the brother or whatever (sighs) maybe or or, or wait no 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 because then golden boy sees the king and he's like just because you're a doctor you killed someone drunk driving and so you still need to go to jail and this convinces Golden Boy that the king is all powerful and just, and then his brother can go fuck himself. <laughs> in the very next scene. Oh,
0: is that is that what happens? That's what happens. Is that it's the yeah, line yeah. of thought? I'm
1: I okay. I don't know if. See now I'm not so sure if I'm pretty sure that Golden Boy saw this judgment happen, and Golden Boy was like, "Oh well, pff, I guess yeah. the king is the, doing good justice after all." But like those scenes happen back to those, back. Those scenes yeah. do happen back to back
0: yeah uh shit okay that's even that makes the scene even weirder that that's (laughs) what so well it's
1: manufactured right like it's all it it, like once again like it we as watching it and as you know doing this to pick it apart we can be like i see what you're doing show quit this bullshit because it just like within the context of the story just doesn't make any sense yeah it only makes (sighs) sense in the context of the show wants us to like see some some plot along once to force a character to do something that they wouldn't normally do because every single decision, almost all the characters make in this episode make no sense.
0: Yeah. This is, this is a dark episode. You guys, (laughs) (laughs) this is a, is a pretty, and again, it's like an interesting structure and idea for an episode (laughs) that they just use to fuck up all their canon. Uh, but the thing you're mentioning with the press conference is that amidst all, it's a little hard to keep track of, and I didn't go into detail with my notes because these scenes happen so quickly, but in the back and forth, the princess is leaning towards giving up her slot, um, but the prince tells David, hey, you know how I mentioned there's a death penalty? My boss, Katrina Grant, who's the Minister of Information, I guess she has a vote on the, the death panel? I don't know. Like, but she can vote... To not to soften your brother's sentence, if you go in front of a press conference and say denounce the king and say he's wrong about poor, poor prosperity and he's a stupid idiot, <laughs> uh, and David is strangely reluctant to do this. I mean, I guess like he doesn't want to piss the king off, but not for the reasons we think. He's just kind of yeah. like, mm, I don't know if I can do that, and he doesn't. He goes in front of the press conference after the the judgment scene of the doctor. And looks like he's about to announce the king, but instead is like the king is just and true. And I'm really happy that he's a straight up dude keeping it 100. Great. See ya. Uh, No questions, I guess. And leaves. And this fucking made no sense. Like, because why does David believe in the king? Literally the last episode ended with the king saying, oh yeah, I sent you into harm's way knowing you'd fuck up, get a gun pointed at, you get in a hostage situation, your brother would end up like on my uh, chopping block. Like, the king basically reveals that, hey, I'm a master manipulator. I put you in harm's way as a tool. And also, my leading colonel <laughs> has had a murder boner for you since he laid eyes on you. Like, why? And David doesn't even believe in God. Like, there's not even the excuse that David thinks the king is divinely right because right. David is agnostic at best. So, right. it's like, what fucking reason would he have to sacrifice his brother for this dirt bag of a king who's just this, fucked him over, over and over again?
1: This is... This might be one of the most egregious in the entire episode of just why. Yeah. The the other thing is, too, is in the previous episode, like, just the cherry on top for this not really making any fucking sense, is in the previous episode, uh, the prince, you know, he throws his temper tantrum. And then the king pulls him aside and is like, dude, if you want, like, to work, I'll put you to work. Yeah. Like, I'm going to groom you to be my successor. It's sort of like concession. The king gives a concession to the dude, to the prince. Yeah. And so, like, I thought it was, like, it's a new dynamic. The prince has to work his way up. He's going to prove himself. But then, if he really wanted a golden boy to denounce the king on live television, that would just hurt, like, it, this standing with the king again? Yeah. Or what? I don't... It's All this scheming. It doesn't make any sense. It's just, like... It, again, it's just why? What are these characters' motivations? Like, what what do they want?
0: Yeah, I think I think maybe the brother's calculus was that it hurt david standing more, and therefore uh, he might not be the heir. But then the brother, literally, as David walks away from the podium, turns to Katrina and is like, "Vote for the death penalty and tell them it was my decision." And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's true. make sure I'm right. implicated in this yes, like yeah. very sketchy scheme. It's good like, point. Good point. All right. <laughs> And you here almost. we
1: hereby order your brother to death thanks to the crown prince, because he's a spiteful <laughs> asshole. Yes. of course. First, me-
0: <laughs> first a message from the prince. Uh <laughs> suck my balls, David. This was all my doing. Ha 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 ha. Lol, the crown prince. Anyway, your brother's gonna hang, so sucks. <laughs> sucks to suck.
1: That wasn't but the message. Yeah. That was my own. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that wasn't written down. That was me improvising. <laughs> <That> was me.
1: <laughs> As a judge,
0: I can do that. As That's a... <laughs> my. Yeah. Wow, it's... These laws
1: of Gilboa are really all over the place.
0: <laughs> these laws are full of profanity, and the judge just kind of seems to speak what's on his mind at the moment. He's like his own hype man. It's very weird.
1: <laughs> and now the Justice of the Supreme Court handing down their final decision. Suck my dick. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, piece of shit garbage ass law fuck that (laughs) guilty as shit eat it uh convict but anyway so shit goes bad for david's brother he's declared guilty of death well guilty of treason (laughs) he's put to death (laughs) he died and they 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 got him (laughs) death wasn't allowed he broke the rules so his corpse is going to jail. <laughs> oh God,
1: dude, it's—I don't know why I'm laughing. It's fucking tragic. It's so tragic. You you watch as they drag, they they put handcuffs around the coffin and they drag it to the police. <laughs> and Golden Boy is crying, tears are just streaming <laughs> down his face as the prince is trying to hold him back. And that's <laughs> my brother's body. You can't do <laughs>
0: this. It's kind of awkward because the cuffs aren't like made for a coffin, but right. like. It's not it's not closed casket because he died horribly. I mean it's not open casket because he died horribly. It's so, like they can't open it. So like they're not they just gotta kinda uh, uh, the put show's... them
1: on top, you know, the <laughs> on top of the coffin. I mean, but, uh, one once again, another sort of weird rule, another law that like you know, death you're not allowed to die you in the show. You can't die. <laughs> you can't die. So I mean they actually they go back and arrest the brother and the father <laughs> It's, oh. it's, it's awful. It's, <laughs> man, it, the, oh. the, next, the next episode is going to be a doozy.
0: God, oh. this, this show's fucking me up. Okay. <laughs> no, the, the, the brother is not guilty of death. He's guilty of treason and therefore will be put to death. And it is sad. The mother's there yes. and she's not happy about it um meanwhile the princess uh she gets her court case and succeeds
1: okay actually first once again before the court case the our boy the our real boy the real golden boy the golden boy that's been hidden this entire time but is making his case for being the new golden boy comes up to her and he's like oh like we got a court case like this is so exciting i think we can win this and the yes. daughter is just like <sighs> okay and the is <laughs> like what what the fuck <laughs> yeah really i've been working this whole time yeah to solve healthcare in this country yeah. yeah
0: yeah seriously like the sequence of events is that like he she comes to him and she's like hey you want to uh, be the next king and my lover and he's like yeah sounds great and then she's <laughs> like and then she's like uh okay and he's like oh you don't really love me you're just trying to use my family's money to like help sick people right and she's like yeah, and he's like, cool, great, let's help some sick people and maybe we can go on a date. And she's like, oh, great, uh, except my real boyfriend, his brother, the terrorist, is kind of, mm, I don't know. And he's like, uh, well, I guess we can still help sick people, right? And she's like, mm, uh, I don't know. And then he's like, great news, I'm helping sick people before is going to get through. And she's like, oh, my sick boyfriend.
1: are being helped right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, so we are Here's saving a sick lives. person, <laughs> he's, he's being helped. <laughs> and the princess he's, is like... <laughs> My boyfriend's brother, but he's, he's not really, my boyfriend. Yeah,
0: he's not really my boyfriend, and I can't really get married to him. But like, he put his medal in an envelope because he doesn't want it anymore. Because he's even sad though he's about
1: totally it. loyal and sucking the king's wiener. Yeah, yeah, apparently. yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, he'll he'll fillet my dad at a moment's <laughs> notice, even though my dad's done nothing but treat him like shit. But like, it seriously uh, is like an abusive relationship. Actually, yeah, it really the king is. And Golden boy. And again, like, I want to, this is, yeah, it's fucking, it's so sad for this poor (laughs) other guy. And, like, I don't want to make it, I don't want to make it sound like I believe the king is right in putting, like, morally right to put David's brother to death because it was a shitty set of circumstances that the brother was kind of manipulated into. Yeah. But he did get a bunch of revolutionaries, arm them, and then kidnap the princess. So it's, like, at a certain point. Like and also like uh, helping the poor versus saving a dude who did commit treason uh, yeah. is like. hmm. I mean, the, I, brother,
1: the brother is also like a religious fundamentalist at, at his core. He is, he which is. makes him understandable and like empathetic, but not sympathetic. I guess. Yeah, in it's a way. like it's
0: like he doesn't deserve to die for what he did, but at the same time. It's a weird emotional game to play where you're weighing the visible suffering of this one man versus the unseen suffering of who knows how many who can't get healthcare, right. which is like also extremely sad and depressing and like people die from. So yeah. it's a weird game.
1: I do want to get into this later when we're discussing the whole episode, uh, because I really don't like the way the daughter, the princess's character has played out, because the first time we see her is because she's pledging like she's trying to convince the king to pass whatever healthcare reform she wants to help poor people and yeah. this just goes against everything that we have learned so far about what her character is about and what her desires and wants are it's just so like beyond yeah. us feeling bad for this poor guy who's just trying to help her yeah <laughs> like in every way possible uh and it's like totally cool with the fact that she kind of has this crush on this other guy because once again he just Wants to help poor people. genuinely, yeah. Apparently, like Although, this guy. To sorry. be fair,
0: his line—he he does have a line where he's like, "I'm not afraid of a little competition," which implies that maybe yeah. he's also sort of just doing it to get with her. Yeah, that's true. And that's it's true. not a healthy outlook to have. But like, the dude seems okay.
1: He still like, helps he seems, the poor. Like, yeah. he's still, like he's more on track if, for what she wants than what than she. Like, yeah, it, really. It's just so bizarre. She's totally like any agency that she had had up to this point is just thrown out the window it's complete yeah she's totally at the whims of what other people yeah.
0: want also also side note and again this just goes back to like uh, this this our, our our complaining is going a bit long but I just really want to like <laughs> drive home this going back to like that we're invalidating a lot of previous work done in the episode like it's not like her relationship with David has been fucking like Prince Charming and Cinderella that's a weird analogy it hasn't been perfect it hasn't been great <laughs> like Like, outside of the first episode where they had pretty good chemistry, like, he wasn't invited to the ball, and he took that personally, and she took that personally. He showed up kissing another woman in the tabloids. She hated that. She was reminded of a secret vow that she has that doesn't keep them together. She knows it's going against her king's wishes. They haven't spoken in a while. The last time she saw David, it was when his brother took her hostage and nearly (laughs) murdered her. So, like, why, outside of, like, destined to be, like, why the hell... Would she still be willing to sacrifice everything she has for this guy who she maybe has a chance of maybe seeing? Like and I just don't buy it. I just don't buy that they love each other that much.
1: I really think it goes back to what you said earlier in the episode. Everyone is just doing things based on hormones, apparently. This <laughs> entire episode. None of this makes sense. People just they just want to bang.
0: They know? just want to bang.
1: The 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 doctor just shows up with this one woman. Cause Yeah. She wants to bang, and this <laughs> girl, uh, like, throws poor people <laughs> under the bus. Because she wants the bang. She wants the bang.
0: Yeah, she wants you to get bang. it. She wants.
1: <laughs> people have needs. Yeah. She, people have needs.
0: Yeah. Uh, but so, surprise, surprise, she does get the healthcare she wants. So I guess healthcare is solved in the kingdom. Uh, <laughs> and fireworks go off, and she can't even be happy about Dude, that. This like she can't even. She can't even be bittersweet about it. Like, okay, yeah, yeah it sucks that David's brother's gonna be executed, but you did revamp the healthcare system in your favor. Like,
1: I this this has become a one-season bitch fest featuring Jennifer. <laughs> but I cannot stress enough how much I hate how this character plays out. And this there's another scene that we see her in, but this scene too is just like it's just another peak. You know, of, like, yeah. why I hate what happened. Because you're absolutely right. She can't... She's not even bittersweet about it. It's not like we solved poor people and then off to the side <laughs> she's like, oh, but this guy's going to die. It's just... It's straight up is, like, the king is, like, and everyone... Literally everybody in the fucking room is, like, we just solved healthcare yeah. in this kingdom forever. And it's it's partly because of you. How do you feel about that? And she's, like my, boyfriend, my <laughs> boyfriend his brother who tried to kill me at one point so sad and it's like dude what is your problem what the f-? yeah I, I, which side note why does this other fucking dude even still want to date her he should just yeah. be like I have solved healthcare fuck you I'm gonna yeah. go <laughs> I don't know marry some poor woman that would have died if she didn't yeah, have yeah, healthcare but really. I mean, now she has healthcare I'm gonna be hailed, hailed for the ocean.
0: hero that I am yeah <laughs> I guess I guess yeah and and again it just in case uh, I want to do due diligence and in case there are any King's apologists I know the brother we know the brother didn't literally try to kill the princess but again she doesn't have a huge list of reasons to be sympathetic to him and he did again conspire to fucking put her in a crate full of guns
1: and once again if this were just a episode by itself I like a lot of the dynamics they have Like this dynamic, once again, as you said, visible suffering of one or the sort of nebulous... Yeah, abstract. ...suffering of many. Abstract suffering of many. The dynamic between those who have the real power and those who have sort of the representative, the, um, you know, the... Legal. Legal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: ...of the power, uh, you know... uh, are you doing things for God? Or are you doing things, and because you think it's right? Or are you doing things? Is life ultimately more important than that? Is your country more? Does that country come before your family? These are all great yeah. things that they bring up. And sort of Joker, Batman. Like, do we all have this sort of violence within ourselves? Are we that close to being? going crazy but it just makes so little fucking sense all of these cool things that they set up yeah yeah just aren't good they just don't yeah. work it's they so frustrating match. i yeah. to me that's partly why i'm more frustrated about this episode than by any other because it's so close to being really really cool but it's so far because it just doesn't it just doesn't fucking make sense it's yeah. just not there yeah <laughs>
0: We're going, we're going a little a little long, so I'll just quickly cut to the case, chase here. There's one other just like plot contrivance to the episode, which is that Katrina Grant finds David's medal after he discards it. And she realizes that David, despite, I guess, being a, a golden boy and despite being kind of everyone's favorite, isn't happy. And so she just fucking flips on a dime as a character. Right. Who, uh, she didn't have a lot of characterization to begin with. I wasn't, like, again, there was this sort of sense that she and the prince might butt heads because their roles could lead to that and I was kind of like okay what kind of what kind of character is she she buys media companies like out of nowhere to earn like a a a title that we haven't seen do much for her like she's not she's not gaining anything that I don't think she could have as a rich person like we don't see people fawning over her she's not pushing an agenda I don't know what this title means to her but whatever it means she She just fucking
1: she gets just bossed around by the prince that's literally all she does which like, that could be part of the reason why she turns on a dime, but like, we're not given enough.
0: Yeah, but it's treated as a big deal. It's treated yeah. as her, like, yeah. having a super big change of heart. So. Right, right, right. But it doesn't grok because I don't know what she's changing from. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know what the title really meant to her. But she decides, like, nah, this is terrible.
1: There's actually uh, two more, like, big, quote unquote, pot drives, <laughs> uh towards the end because they're sort of trying to wrap up a loose ends that yeah. hadn't made sense at the beginning. They haven't been tied at all. Uh, but, um,. One, the brother is eventually basically pardoned by the king, um, like once again breaking the rules of all the of what we've learned about this country. Yeah, the king is yeah. just like it's not Judgment Day, but I decided that your brother can go. Yeah, and once again, manipulating Sh- Shepherd like a lot, like yeah, why. Shepard, what the fuck are you doing? Couldn't he have done that from the beginning? beginning if, he's, yeah. if he literally
0: can just do that? Also, why is Judgment Day special then if the king can just weigh on whatever he wants? Whatever he wants, I yeah. guess it was secret, but earlier we were told that the king couldn't do that because it'd be embarrassing for him to r- take back on his word. Well, or <laughs> yeah. apparently it isn't. Apparently it isn't. It's just plot contrivances. And, and
1: contrivances. second one is Princess comes up and is like, oh, your brother's not going to die, and we have healthcare now, so I should be happy. But not because... I'm sorry, I can't get married to you. I'm promised to something else. And then she runs away. Yeah. And, then the episode uh, and
0: that's, that's the cliffhanger. That's yeah. the cliffhanger, right. Uh, so our original prediction was that she might be either a nun or a betrothed to somebody else. I right. think it's probably the former now because we're led to believe the way she phrases it makes us think she's got another suitor. But she totally does have another suitor who she's not... Betrothed to, at least that's not the vow she took. It doesn't.
1: Yeah, her mom sets her up with the suitor, but apparently she took a vow to another person or God or God. Could be that she's yeah whatever.
0: I don't know. But again, honestly, her and David's relationship, I'm so not invested in right now. So like, it didn't really work for me. Little. Yeah. Whoo. All right. So that's it's a zinger. It's a humdinger of an episode. But otherwise, it was a
1: good episode.
0: (laughs) Besides that, yeah, it's uh, mis- one season, one <laughs> <laughs> uh, But I actually do kind of want to want to check in um, because even though this is only the fifth episode of our uh, podcast, and this series will probably take six more or seven more episodes to wrap up for us. Yes. Um, in terms of the season of Kings, we're kind of at the halfway mark. There's 13 yes. episodes. We're at episode six. six. Right. Um, so, and because of shit ton happens in this episode, I kind of want to check in. At the end of, I can't actually remember if we mentioned this in any of our previous podcast episodes. But at the end of a, at the end of a single season of a one season of a TV show, we are going to rate it whether it's a one season uh, blunder, i.e., a show that kind of deserved to be canceled and kind of did more bad than good. Uh, one season thunder, i.e., lightning in a bottle that, uh, you know, left with only a, a trace. Struck once and, that's and all, left that's a trace. no to know, yes. And and we like we wish we could recapture it, but it was gone before its time. Um, we're stretching, but we got to make the rhyming scheme work. <laughs> uh, or a true one season wonder, which is a show that is totally satisfying in one season. We don't want more. We don't want less. Uh, and so I kind of just want to check in with you. Like, where are you leaning right now, halfway into Kings um, about the, se- the season?
1: Once again, it. <sighs> if you had asked me this at the end of the last episode, I would have been very, feeling pretty good. Yes. Because a lot of the problems that we sort of discussed was a lot of the political intrigue in the world. Just, we didn't understand. There wasn't enough context to. And they started to sort of move beyond it or make the political intrigue simpler in a way. Yeah. They're giving away land and people don't want that to happen. That makes sense. And they're bringing in more of sort of like this weird mythos with uh, the Reverend Samuel and his sort of divine intervention, and yeah, the people mentioning that God gave us this land. They were doing a lot of stuff that we liked. After this episode, I just it's really frustrating watching really nice setups not pay off, because the characters just don't make any fucking sense. yeah, at this point. And it, especially with the the daughter character, annoys me the most, only because she had a lot of like her own kind of power, and she had a lot yeah. of her own kind of agency. And by now, it's been totally stripped. Yeah, like, I don't know what she wants. I don't know her desires. I, wh- like what choices did she even make that last episode when That's she a good point. tries when she tries to decide. You know, uh, when she tries to decide not to to give her health care spot up to David, they say, no, she can't do that. Uh, then, like, she decides that she wants to visit David and, like, apologize, kind of, or, like, convince him to save the brother. But then she ends up making out with him, then decides that she doesn't want to make out with him and runs away. Yeah. Like, the only thing she's done this whole episode is run away, In, a, in like, in a sense. Or, like, yeah. she tries to do something and then it's totally shut down. Yeah. And... By the end of it, when she's standing there and she's just... Her whole healthcare plan that she's been trying for the past six episodes, this was the one thing that we understood of her as a character, is that she's butting heads with her dad in trying to make change, and her dad just doesn't seem to give a shit about it. Uh, And she finally is able to do it, and she's just sad. Like, how? That's not not the catharsis that I wanted when I was seeing her character. Like, it's just doesn't make any sense she's lost all her agency i'm really not happy with it i don't like yeah, it yeah like it's yeah that's how i feel anyway
0: so you're leaning you're kind of leaning towards one season blunder at this point. <sighs> maybe to yeah keep it on it, brand
1: yeah yeah i would uh, if you were to give it to me now i'd probably say one season blunder only because uh it's just
0: yeah, the characters, yeah.
1: the soul of the thing in the characters, is just not adding up right now.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think I kind of agree with you there. Also, uh, and I'm I have a lot of caveats and a lot of uh, making sure we're clear things, but I, I do want to make sure we're clear. When I want to make sure the spirit of this show is you know a, a positive learning experience, an exploratory show. So when we say one season blunder, we don't mean the show is completely invalid or there's nothing you can learn from it or that it is just a mistake. <laughs> Again, we're stretching. We're stretching because I wanted a fun rhyming scheme uh, and wanted to be catchy. Um, And one season blunder is a lot more catchy than one season that doesn't live up to its potential. But it has some things we can learn from, and maybe (laughs) if we did a deep dive, we could pull extract those and make a new thing that's better. So, for the catchiness' sake, one season blunder. But just because something is a one season blunder does not mean that it's totally invalid or there's nothing of value in it. Or even if you liked it that you're wrong necessarily it's just our verdict
1: i think it also goes back to the um like the more you like or love something the more critical you can be of it yeah in a way of like part of the reason why i'm so upset with her character in particular is because i liked the dynamic sort of between her and her father in a sense that like you know she's the young Kid who's trying to like butt into politics, the young woman who's trying to butt into politics, and her dad isn't listening to her, and she has to fight that, and that's very compelling. And for it to be, you know, that's a very compelling start, and I li- liked it. I loved it so much that when they throw it away, it's that much more disappointing. Yeah, like if the yeah. show were just bad, we wouldn't be bitching about it so hard because yeah, it would it'd be like the room. It'd be like, oh, it's just really bad and hilarious. But because there are a lot of these like small, really good scenes or really good setups or really good character moments when the rest is this it, it, disappointing. It's just disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not uh, angry. I'm just yeah. disappointed, like, <laughs> sort of no, but I'll say I'm angry, but like, yeah, it, yeah I totally is, agree. It's not a, it's not so much a blunder as it's, it's just like wringing our hands and being like, but why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I why? am. I,
0: I, I was going to say I am leaning towards, I, I was previously leaning towards, I think one season wonder, Because I I'm just not like the show hasn't emotionally hooked me enough for me to call it one season thunder like I just know I'm not going to be super moved by the ending of it but there was enough coolness in it that I was like after after the previous episode after like maybe not the previous one after like a couple episodes back where the deer hit the car. I was, I was like, where, where God threw a deer at Ian McShane's car. I was like, okay, there's enough here that like makes for an interesting season of television that I could see myself being satisfied
1: with one My season. My co-host, Jeff mm-hmm. Zuschlag likes to see deer suffer.
0: <laughs> deer divinely
1: slaughtered. It's got to be God throwing the deer. Oh, wow, this TV show has deer killed. Um, looking up. I was
0: really disappointed by the deer hunter because the number of deers dead in that movie not high enough. It's about <laughs> Vietnam. It's really fucked up, you guys. Uh, no, but so, but now I am carrying yeah, yeah. towards one season blunder because a lot of the things that did excite me about the show and did show the potential are not being capitalized on consistently enough yeah. for me to continue and like to really enjoy watching.
1: But this is the halfway point, and they're still there. This they is. That's true. There. There's still seeds of potential and, here.
0: It could turn it around. And, and I am interested in seeing kind of... I really want to know what's going on with Macaulay Culkin. I really want to <laughs> yeah. know what yes. Home Alone is doing in this goddamn TV show. <laughs> He's probably sick of it. Like, I feel bad for him. Like, it must be so hard to be it a, really a child be. star. Yeah. So, like, I don't, like, if you're listening, uh, Macaulay, is that, I, I, I keep taking a swing at pronouncing his name. I hope that's right. Uh I don't mean any harm by calling you home alone.
1: Once again, I think part of it was he was so great in those movies. He's perfect for those movies. He's perfect, yeah.
0: (laughs) Look, not many people can claim to be a household name slash face slash brand. But he's there. So, in a way, uh, I should be paying deference to him.
1: Unlucky unlucky luckiness. Unlucky skill, almost. Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess so. Unfortunate fortune.
1: (laughs) Uh, Next season, one season one is we talk about... The entire career. <laughs> of.
0: We're gonna change the focus of the show on a dime right now. <laughs> uh, I think I think that will do it for this this episode yeah. though. Unless there's anything else you want to say.
1: No, no, I've. I don't wanna. I don't know. Yeah, I I just don't want to seem too negative. I just yeah. I That's like do. so much of the show that when one yeah. it, it disappoints, it's that much that much more frustrating.
0: Yeah. We, we like shows. We want to see them do well. We yeah. don't want anything to fail. We don't want people to feel bad for liking things because we we do like things in the show. Yeah. Um, and, and we want to keep pushing forward with with uh, an open mind and eyes and ears. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> I am tired. I am so tired. <laughs> that being this, said. <laughs> this has drained me so completely. Uh, so
1: I guess. <laughs> you can like this show, but know that it has taken years <laughs> off of our lives. <laughs>
0: You can love this show, but I want you to know that uh, my girlfriend is going to break up with me because after every show, I just crawl in her arms and weep softly as I go to sleep. Uh, That's not true. Uh, Anyway, so uh, I I, I don't have a clever sign off phrase yet, so I guess I'll just say
1: we're just going to sign off and we're still we're still going to watch the next episodes. So keep watching with us tell us what you think
0: yeah we got oh yeah yeah yeah. i forgot run through the run through the 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 <laughs> contact info so again we're recording much of these episodes up front so probably, we probably probably won't get to listen to responses until a later episode when we've kind of amassed some and we might do like an episode dedicated to your responses maybe we'll do a thing like the um uh if i can watch out for fireballs cast does it's a good cast guys uh, where they just have an episode dedicated to listener responses. Maybe that's just what we'll do. Yeah. Is have an episode Q&A every every season. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I guess we're still figuring it out, but we would like to hear from you. Our email is one, that's the numeral one, wonders at gmail.com. We'll also have a Twitter and Facebook that I haven't set up yet because we're recording these in the past. <laughs> uh, but we will have links to them in the description of the episode. And you can probably find it just by searching. Um, so... Yeah, great. I guess I guess let us know what you think and we'll certainly let you know what we think in future episodes. Yes,
1: and we'll see you for episode 7, episode yeah. 7 yep. of Kings.
0: So, uh okay, here's a new <laughs> here's a new catchphrase I want to I want to try out. Ready? Yeah. All right. So it Sounds a little uh, dangerous, but All right, here we go. Ready? Yes. So you know how you like tune into a show? Yes. All right. So, uh <laughs> this has been One Season Wonders. I'm Jeff Zuschlag.
1: I'm Mark Zuschlag.
0: And we are tuning out
1: Campfire.